All right. We've been talking about God's what? God's financial plan for worldwide what? Evangelization. Sunday, I had to rush through uh, handout number two. And, but we're going to pick up here tonight on handout number three. And so tonight we're talking about, tonight we're dealing with, we've been, just, we've been building a case. And we've been talking about the fact that giving or tithing, amen, is a principle, right? It's God's way of financing his kingdom. It's God's way of bringing, uh, you know, bringing us to a point of surrender. Amen. It's God's way of saying, hey, listen, uh, not only surrender, but your stewardship. Amen. It's also something that's sacred. Amen. 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 And so, so God is saying to us that this is how I manage my kingdom. Now, so remember I told you that I went to the restaurant, right? And, and when I went to the restaurant, you know, I, I said that, the, the, you know, the guy, you know, the, there was a suggested tip, right? The suggested tip was what I said, 12%, 12, 15 and 20, right? So I went back to that restaurant. Hey man, I did go back to that restaurant. And when I went back to that restaurant, I realized that I was wrong. All right. So I want to show you something. I want to show you a principle, right? People see. So what we've established is that we do not want to put a percentage to tithing anymore. All right. Because, because when I went to the, when I went, watch this, the gratuity guideline, that's the guideline, right? 18%, 20%, 25%. Now I want to show you this now. I don't have a problem giving you 25%. But here's the thing. The service has to match. Come on, somebody. And when it comes down to giving, right? Watch this. Now, this will mess you up, right? We sometimes shortchange God. Because we're counting 10, exactly 10. I'm just, I'm going to count 10. That's all I'm giving. I'm giving 10%. And then the waiter is getting that. Look, the waiter didn't even give you that. Now, now here's the question. What has God given to you? Come on, somebody. What service has he rendered unto you, right? I'm not saying you're paying for service, but what I'm saying is what Paul says in 2 Corinthians. He says, in your heart, you give because you what? You love God. We give not because we have to. We give because we what? We love God. So here's the question, right? If my waiter can start at 18%, where should I start with my God? See, so what I want you to understand, saints, and what what we've been talking about is this, that we do not give because we're under this law of the the 10th and we're, you know, the the principle of tithing is there. Now, here's what I say. Don't you drop under the 10. (laughs) Amen. Because the 10th is still what? Holy. Right? It's holy, the principle of tithing. But some people struggle with this. But when we go to the restaurant, it's no problem, right? And listen, and we didn't get that good of a service to give 25%. Some of us say, well, yeah, I've gotten, you, I mean, you tip. Some of you don't even tip. You just tip in and tip out. <laughs> okay, I learned how to tip. I learned how to tip. You know what I found out? They only make $3 an hour, right? Now, I'm thinking about this from this perspective. I'm thinking, man, God has been so good to me. Come on, somebody. God, God has been, listen, he woke me up this morning. He, 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 he's, he kept me on my way to church. He got me to work. You know what I mean? All these things. And so it's interesting to me how we put, we, you know, we, we, it's, we don't hesitate with, with, with people, but we hesitate with our money with God. Isn't that something? So tonight, if you have your hand out, go back to that scripture for me. Uh, you know, this has been the scripture that I've been, I've been really been intrigued by. I think I did this on Sunday, but I'm just, you know, I like to recap, right? Second Corinthians chapter eight, 
And we're going to put it on the screen too. Begin in verse 1. And, and what Paul is saying, he's saying, Now, brethren, we wish to make known to you the what? The grace of God which has been given in the churches of Macedonia. Now, listen. The Macedonian churches, right? They were, they were not the richest church, but they were supporting all the other churches around them. Paul says, giving is about this. Click, click on that word for me. The word is chorus in the Greek. Scroll down a little bit. Now watch this. The word means what? Now, whenever you see the dot, dot, I'm sorry, the dot, dot, dash, you see that dot, dot, dash right there? Right? If you can. Okay? The do, I'm going to fix that next week. The dot, dot, dash, that, this is the definition of the word. Yeah, pop it out. Go ahead and pop it out. There you go. We'll pop that sucker out right there. There you go. There you go. Sliding on. There you go. We got somebody working that thing. Now, hit, hit that right there. No, 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 no. Yeah, hit that. Hit that. Hit that right, no, right there. Yeah, there you go. Put that font up for me. Yeah, boy, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. I want to show you something about that. The word grace. He says, he says, watch what he says. He says, now, brethren, we wish to make known to you the grace of God. Now, this word chorus, right, is the word, anything before the dot, dot, dash, okay, is the definition of the word. It, that's the definite definition of the word. So the word means what? Kindness. Think about this for a minute. He's saying that God's grace is really God's kindness. Come on, somebody. And when you become a grace giver, you become what's called a kind person. Not a food, not a nice person, but a nice, but a kind person and you're extending your kindness giving has to come from a heart that says I'm kind watch this now watch this but when you're kind you open yourself up for what come on somebody blessing watch this favor uh huh uh huh watch this graciousness listen here's the other thing but see Grace giving is comes from a thankful, come on somebody, from the thankfulness that you show to God for the favor and the blessings that he has for you or has given you. So when he says, he says, he says, now brethren, we make, we, we wish to make known to you the grace of God which has been given to the churches in Macedonia, that in great ordeal of affliction, watch this now, this is why, go back to, go back to the thing, this is why it, it, it falls in the context of grace. Click, click here for me, click here right, click, uh, click right here, right here. No, no, right here, look at my pointer, yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, there you go, go to CWD, there you go. And pop that baby out right quick. Let me expand the word for you. Watch this. I'm being professor-like tonight, y'all. Amen. Word study is one of the greatest things you'll ever discover in studying the word of God. And when you have the tools to do it, amen. You got the tools, right? When you get the tools to do it, it will open the word of God. Listen, the word of God will open up to you. Watch this. One word, grace. And we saw favor, blessing, what? thankfulness. So next time you think about the grace of God upon your life, you got to say, Lord, thank you for your favor. Thank you for your blessings. And thank you, Lord, for all, don't worry about it. Thank you for all the things you have done for me, because I know it's nothing but grace. And my response to grace is, watch this, is I'm thankful. Come on, somebody, give God a hand clap of praise for that. God, thank you for your grace. And listen, I'm thankful for it. Amen. Now, now watch this. Watch what he says next. He says in, that in great ordeal of affliction, their abundance of joy. See, they looked at giving as an opportunity to be a blessing 
but they also look at get, looked at giving as something that's done with joy. Now, click, click, click on that word joy for me. That word joy is where we get the word is, is the word karach in the he, in the Greek, and look what the word means: a delight. So, can I ask you something? The last time you give gave was it a delight? Hallelujah to his holy name. See, and watch this. God observes what you give. Do I have anybody? Go to Genesis for me. Genesis chapter, um, let's see here, four. Genesis chapter four. I want to show you something. I want to show you a principle. Genesis chapter four, verse one. And let's read together. Watch what it says. All right, so scroll on down. Right, let's just read. All right, so now the man had relations with his wife Eve. All right, the man there being Adam. And she conceived and gave birth to what? Cain. And she said, I have gotten a man child. She's like, man, I got me a man child. I ain't got no man child. I got girl children. Amen. I ain't, I ain't got, you know, they strong though, you know. All right. <laughs> with the help of what? See, they looked at having children as the help from the Lord, right? Watch what he says. Again, she gave birth to his brother, what? Abel. And Abel was what? A keeper of flocks. But Cain was a tiller of the what? Of the ground. Go ahead. So it came about in the course of time that Cain. Now watch this. This is the part that really got me. Now I want you to click on the word. Hold on one minute. In the course of time, Cain brought a what? Click on that word offering for me real quick. Don't, don't do nothing fancy. Don't do nothing fancy. Just stay right there. Just scroll down for me. Scroll down right there. Watch this. 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 Go ahead and, and, and expand it out for me. I want to do something here real quick. Watch this. He brought what? A gift. A what? A tribute. An offering. Right? But remember what I told you. Everything before the dot, dot, dash is what? See, God doesn't just want a gift. No, 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 no. See, this is where the problem comes in. No, 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 no. This carried this word, if I had my other two, I'll show you. This word carries the idea of a tip. It's not what you think it is. It says, in the course of time, Cain brought a tip to the Lord. In other words, Cain thought he was doing God a favor. Right? So here's how he got, here's how he did it. Take that. All right, come on out. Let's keep reading. <clears throat> Watch this now. Abel, though, on his part, also brought, oh, hold on a minute, hold on a minute. Of the what? Of the what? Notice, the dis- notice this. The description of both. One is a tip. <laughs> One is that dollar bill that we bring to church, you know, we got it tucked away. That's, that's that dollar bill, you know, just, yeah. But, but, but Abel, the Bible says, Abel also on his part brought what? Click on that. Click on that word. Get that, that. Firstlings. The firstlings of the what? Of his what? Flock and the what? And the fat portion. I didn't see that. So what, what does that mean? What does that word mean? What does that word mean? The word is bakar in the Hebrew, and the word means what? Firstborn. Now click on this word right here. Click on this word right here. Yeah, that one right there. It, ca- it came from this Hebrew word. Let me see. Watch this. Okay, so here it is right here. It came from the word where we get the word barak. Come on, somebody. You ever barak God? All right, to Barak God, you know what it is? To give him praise. 
Come on, somebody. But to give him your best praise. Watch this now. The word means to bear what? New fruit. To constitute as what? Firstborn. To bear, to first child, given birth, right? So the word means first and it means, watch this, it means the best. Now, here's the difference. I come to church, I give God an offering. Notice, notice how bland the word is. He gave God an offering. But go back to the scripture. But but for but for Abel now, the Bible says that he brought the first thing of his flock and the fat portions. Now, he even brought the fat portions. Watch this. And the Lord, now notice, notice, he brought his offering to the Lord. That's all it says. It stops right there. But it says here, and the Lord had what? Regard for Abel, watch this now, and his offering. What I'm trying to establish tonight is that God looks at you when you come around here to put in your first now watch this. Watch, watch, watch the word regard. Watch that word. Watch that word. The Lord, listen, isn't it, isn't it awesome that God sees me when I walk around? God, God knows when I text it in. Yeah, oh, he sees that too. <laughs> he sees when you do it online too. You see what I'm saying? Because it's in your heart. But watch this. That's the beauty. Listen, the beauty of this thing is God, watch this. God gazes at you. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. He had regard. God pays attention when you give. I think we got to just clear this thing up. Because for a long time, people have been saying, the church just wants my money. But that's not the case. God is looking not just at you, but he's looking at your heart. He knows what you can do. Isn't it amazing? We see a need. We know we can meet the need, but we're like, man, I, man, I don't know. That's shoot. I, I'm at, let me go to the restroom. I, you know, I, I didn't hear them. You know, did they ask for some money for what? For what? Watch this. Watch this. But, but isn't it interesting? The fact that God, listen, the fact that God would gaze at you. The fact that God would pay attention. Come on, somebody. Watch this. The, the word means to turn your eyes. God is turning his eyes. The Bible says the eyes of the Lord are everywhere on the just and the unjust. So if God sees what I do. Oh, come on, somebody. Shouldn't I be a little bit more excited about coming around here and give, getting the opportunity to deposit something into the kingdom for evangelization? Does that make sense? He said, he gave, go ahead, go back to the scripture. He gazes, he turns at my attention. It says God had regard not just for his offering. But for him, but I want to, I want to point that out. He had, he had what regard for Cain? I'm sorry. Where we at? Where we at? Where we at? Okay. He had regard for Abel and his offering. Isn't that something? Can I ask you something? What will cause God to look in your direction? You see, it's not about the dollar amount. It's about, are you willing to give him the first, the best? God, here is my best time. I'm not going to come to church when I'm tired. I'm, you know, I'm going to come, but I'm going to have to hit me a couple bread bulls on the way here, whatever the case may be. But here's the thing. I'm going to, you know, that's why they got coffee in church, you know, folk, you know, but <laughs> As a hearer of the word, while you're sitting here right now, God is observing your heart. He's gazing in your direction because you have 
carved out this time, oh, I'm going somewhere, to give him in study. And do you not know that every time you hear the word of God, come on somebody, it is you tapping into the mind of God, come on somebody, and then he speaks through the mind of God so that you can get your life what? Straight. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Watch this, watch this, watch what he says. He says, but for Cain and his offering, he had no regard. You know, I know some people who've been given for a long time. They're not, they're, nothing's happening. Nothing. There's nothing. Ain't nothing moving. Ain't nothing shaking. Ain't nothing shaking up. Why? And you know what I say? I say, change the way you give. God, look in my direction, Lord. Lord, please, I will give the waiter 18%, God. But when I come to you, I just give you what I got left over. You know that scripture where it says, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing? You know what, you know what that means? You know what that has to do with? Don't think about it. Just do it. Because if you were to think about the bills you got to pay, you wouldn't do it. <laughs> Come on, somebody. If you thought about the things that you had to do, you wouldn't do it. So don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing. Just do it. Purpose in your heart. Listen to me. Just say, God, today I'm going to do it. I'm going to give what, give me a number. I said this to you Sunday. Ask him for a number. God, give me a number tonight. Give me a number. Give me a number. Listen, go beyond what you think you can. And watch this. Right now, God is going to gaze in your direction and give you that number. Because guess what? He knows what his kingdom needs. But guess what? You're setting yourself up. Watch this. To be looked upon by God. And let me tell you something about God. When the eyes of God come in your life, come on somebody. He looks around the corners of your life. He sees all of the cracks and the crevices and he, he gets in, watch this, he, he illuminates light. Come on somebody, in those areas of your life that's dark. And he gives you revelation from his word because he's looking in your direction. Oh, I thank God. Isn't that, isn't that something? Isn't that something? Watch this. Watch this. I'm going to show you something. My little, my daughter, Faith, when she started riding a bike, when she just started riding a bike, she said, Daddy, please come outside with me. Please come. I said, girl, you better go on out there and ride that bike. No, please. I want you to look at me. Come on, somebody. I don't think you're hearing me. This eye thing is more deeper than you think. The reason she wanted me to look at her because she wanted to prove to me, watch this, that I got this. Do I have anybody? You see, every now and then you got to prove to God that you got this. Amen. Every now and then you ought to say, come on, daddy, look at me. Watch me come. Watch me come. Amen. I'm not just giving up my money. I'm giving up my time. I'm giving up my talents. I'm giving all of me so that I should, so that you can use me so that when I get out there on my own, come on somebody, I know that I cannot escape his presence. The Bible says, for Psalm 139, where can I go from his presence? If I make my bed in hell, he's there. If I go to heaven, he's there. Wherever I go from my mother's womb, he knew me. He saw me. God's eyes is deep. And he can see beyond what you and I can see. He knows what I need. He says he had regard for him. But for Cain, he had, listen, he's like, Cain, shoot, that boy, that boy, shoot. And watch this. Now, here's what happens when you don't have the eyes of God in your life. Look what it says here. I believe he was a brother. That's how black people act. Mad. You ain't doing nothing, but you mad. You know, just upset. <laughs> I'm just saying, you, you didn't do anything. Watch this. It says, but for Cain and his offering, he had no regard. So Cain became what? He didn't get, became angry. The Bible says he became what? Very angry. And watch this. His continence fell. You know what that word continence means? Well, I'll tell you what it means. 
is face. Watch this. You may sit here and tell me you're doing good, but I can look in your face and tell you're going through. Your face is an indicator of what's really going on on the inside. What does that word mean? Your face. Amen. Amen. That's all it means. And then these, are, these words, let me tell you what these words are. These are the different ways it's translated. These are what you call the usage of the word. All right? So the word for, uh, the word paneum in the Greek, in the Hebrew, it also means what? Anger. It means your parents. It means because 80 times before. Okay, so these are all the, the, the numbers of the words that it's transliterated as in different passages. That's what that, that's what that means. And so it says his countenance fell. Watch this. His face. You could look on, listen, if you're giving, hmm, your face should look different. You know why? Because God is blessing you. Somebody got a blessing. I think somebody got a blessing this week. Who got a blessing? Who got a testimony about a blessing? Did somebody get a blessing? Did, did, did you get a blessing? Did you get a blessing? Come, come on and tell me about this blessing. Will you come? We need to hear this blessing. We need to hear about this blessing. Uh, well, um, I think that the, the, I've, I've had many blessings, but if you're talking about monetary, you know, we were able to invest in a, in a business. And so uh, the return will be significant uh, at, at the end. So, but it was the investment, we got 20% of, the, of ownership of the company. And so for, for, for a very mod- modest price, so that's a blessing. I'm rejoicing with you. And, and here's the thing, I know that you're a giver. So here's the thing. I know that God can't do anything but bless you because you took the step of what? Faith. Now he blessed you to get the money to invest. Come on, somebody. Amen. Cause you're like, where, where am I going to get? How am I going to, you didn't worry about that. God said, I got that. I got that. You know why I got that? Because you're my child. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Go on back to that script. Watch what he said. He says, what? His confidence fell. See, and here's the thing. Here's what I want to say. Don't get mad because you see other people being blessed. That's wrong. That's wrong. I'm rejoicing you're a company owner now. Huh? Come on, somebody. I'm, come on, somebody. Amen. I'm happy for you. You sitting there talking about, shoot, I don't care about that. You know what God's saying? I see your face. That's why you look like that. You look like you've been sucking lemons. You're hating. That's what Cain was doing. He was hating. Why was Cain hating? Why was you hating, Cain? Watch this. Here's the the principle of this passage. They both had the same opportunity to do the same thing. And every time you come into the presence of God, you have the opportunity to do the same thing that others are doing. Watch this. Pause for a minute. Pay attention to the people that's being blessed around you and just, you ain't got to ask them. Watch them on Sunday mornings. There's some people that are so consistent with their tithe. Watch this. You can see every Sunday. And here's the thing. And even the ones, here's what really gets me about this church. And there are people here who don't even get paid every week, but they still give something. Oh, I wish I had somebody. That to me says that they have a level of faith in God where they're willing to give beyond what they even can imagine. And I want to share this with you. Watch this. Don't you get no attitude just because you see everybody else getting, getting, getting blessed? Watch what happened. What he, said, he says, confidence fell. And here's the problem. Here's what happens. When you start acting like that, God starts talking to you. Then the Lord said to Cain, hey, what's your problem, man? Why are you what? And listen, don't tell me you ain't mad. Because your face shows it. Come on, somebody. You know, I, I, uh, anyways. You, you know, don't get mad because you I, I got a new car. I got a new house. I got all, you know, I'm just saying, don't get mad at me because God has blessed me because I did what was what? right. 
Watch what he says. He says what? His countenance fell. God said, man, what's wrong with you, man? Why are you angry? Why has your countenance fallen? Now watch where I'm going with this. I'm building a theology on this. Watch this. If you what? Turn to your neighbor and say, we got to do well. Now that word if, it's, it, it's a first class condition. In, in the Hebrew, in the Greek, the word, a first class condition is this. There are three classes of conditions. It's if and it's true. It's if and it's not true. I'm sorry, maybe it's true. And then if and it's not true. But the if here, God was giving Cain an opening to get out of his selfishness. He was saying to him, Cain, here's the, here's the way out. Listen, you can apply this to any area of your life. You may be failing in an area right now. You may be falling. You may be, you don't understand what's going on. If you, you take the if. And if you, no, come on, come, come on, banger. If you do what? Well, can I ask you something? What is it going to cost you to do well? It's going to cost a change of attitude. But I choose to be angry today. (laughs) But I choose not to do well. I ain't doing well. I want well, but I won't do well. I want the blessings of God, but I'm not willing to sacrifice my part to do well. Can I ask you something? When was the last time you did well? (laughs) Amen. He says, if you do well, Cain, will not your what? First of all, the first thing will happen when you start doing well, you're going to look differently. He says, it will what? He says what? He says, and if you do well, your continence will be what? Give me that word, lifted. He says, your continence will be lifted up. Somebody tonight, you need that. Look at the word. Exaltation. You'll walk with dignity. Watch this now. Watch this now. You're going to start swelling up. You're going to look like you're rich. Come on, somebody. If you do well, (laughs) come on, somebody. Your continence will start swelling. You walk around with your chest out like, I'm blessed. Now, now listen listen now. There's a holy kind of brag and there's a worldly kind of brag. You need a holy brag. Because you understand that if it was just because I did well that God changed the way I look. There's no reason for you to come into his presence looking like somebody stole your ball. Amen. He says when you, look at this, you will walk with authority. You will be what? You'll have dignity. Watch this. You will be lifted to a higher position. You're not going to be ran over all the time if you do well. Listen, you're saying, God, I've been praying for this. And God, I've been doing this. And God, I've been praying. God says, stop praying and start doing. Start doing well. And you're, listen, you will be promoted Watch this. Go on and give me the root word. So whenever you see, it's, hold on one second, one second, one second, one second. It's a compound word. So I'm, so this is seminary, so I'm teaching you some stuff here, right? So here's the thing, right? Whenever you see this, this H right here, H7613, and the word is what? Siath. All right, that's how you say it in the Hebrew, Siath. Now, when I get my other tool that I just bought tonight, Next week, I'm going to put that on there, and we finna, you're going to hear, it, hear them say it, right? Siath. And the word siath, right, it comes from another word. So in other words, this is not the, the 
this is what we call a compound word. And, and watch this. And being that it's a compound word, it means that this word exaltation or the word lifted up it came from another word. So we got to go back to that mother word, watch this, to see what the word really means. So just click right here, 5375. This is a Strong's, those of you in my class know what that is. This is a Strong's keyword. Go ahead, click on that. Yeah, click on. Click it again. All right. Oh, there it is. I did all that explaining. <laughs> it's stuck. All right, X out. X out of it. It's stuck. I right, go back to it. Now hit it, hit on, lift it up. Boom. It's stuck. It's stuck, ain't it? See that? The devil is a lie. I'm gonna tell you what it means right here. I got it right here. Don't y'all worry about that. Watch this here. Firstling, regard, watch this. Where we at? What, what verse? Seven? All right. The word lifted. It came from 53. Watch this. The word that came from 5375. Now the, now the root word, watch this. The word means to lift or to carry. All right. But it also carries the idea to, to arise. Watch this. Watch this. To be accepted. So what he's saying is, that when you, oh my gosh, when you, watch this, when you do well, God will cause you to rise. God will lift you up out of that depression. He'll lift you up out of this demise. He'll, he'll, he'll put you in a place, amen, where, watch this, the word also means to bear. You know what you're going to start doing? You're going to start bearing fruit, the fruit of your lips, the fruit of your life. Come on, somebody. And you'll start doing things differently. Do I have anybody? Go watch the text. He says, he says, he says, watch what he says now. He says, he says, if you do well, your conscience will be lifted up. And if you do not do well, see, here's the contrast. Now, now watch what he says. I want to show you something. This is a deep doctrine. Watch this. Sin is what? Now, the context to this passage is what? What's the context? Y'all know what the context is? Uh, Sister Hunt said, all right, do you know where to find the context? Whenever you look at a context, you want to go back probably about, maybe from where you are, probably about four or five verses. The context to this is two people bringing what? To who? Watch this. It is a sin when you don't bring your best to God. Because that's the context that he's talking about. You ever thought about it like that? Now you're going to think about it like that. It's in context of what? Giving. He says, Cain brought his best. I mean, Abel brought his best. Cain brought a tip to God. Watch this. And he says, if you do well, but if you don't do well, Cain, sin, it's sinful. Sin causes us not to bring our best to God. Sin causes us to say, I don't care about my church. I, got, I need this money. Sin causes us, and watch this. And in Malachi, he says what? He says, and if you don't do it, he says, you've been robbing me. He says, but here's the thing. He says, now you curse with a curse. So if I do not bring my best before God, it's sin. And what we need to do, saints, is to repent. You're wondering why your money is not working for you because you've just been giving God just whatever. You've been tipping him. Watch what he says. He says, Since it's cr- sin is crouching at the door and its desire is for who? But he gave him a way out. Two ways out. 
He, I, first of all, God identified the problem. You need to do well. Now watch this. It's in the context of bringing my offering to him. So when I don't bring my best to him, I'm not doing well. And I will not do well. <laughs> so I won't do well myself, but I won't do well also. And then God says, hey, but here's the way of escape. Do well. But here's the other thing. He says, but you got to remember now, it's sin. And the real issue of why I'm not bringing my best to God is because I'm living. I'm living in sin. And isn't that interesting to me? I, when I saw this, I was like, man, is this, is it what he's saying? He's saying that when you don't bring your best, you're being sinful because you're being selfish because you won't be sacrificial because you're thinking about yourself and you're thinking about how you're going to make it. But let me give you a verse for that. Matthew six thirty three says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. But if you read the verses right above that, verse 32 and verse 31, it says, the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things, but your heavenly father, put it up, knows. May I say this to you? Seven years ago, I got delivered from that, from worry. Seven years ago. Man, I used to be like, man, how are we going to pay for the church? How are we going to do this? How are we going to do that? What is going on? Why, God? You know what I mean? I'm like, dang, God, I'm just trying to serve you. And I was reading one morning, and the Lord arrested me. And this is the phrase he gave me. He says, and your heavenly father knows. Do you know what I did immediately? I repented. Because I was being sinful. Because I wasn't trusting him. Because what I was doing was I was thinking about myself. How am I going to survive? You know what I mean? I mean, if I give this, I mean, seriously, if I give, now you, t now listen, if I give this, now how am I going to take care of my kids? How am I going to pay this rent? God says, your heavenly father knows. You know what that word knows mean in the, in the Greek? It's where we get the word gnosis. Now there's two words for that. There's epinosis and then there's gnosis. Gnosis is knowledge. You kind of get the English word knowledge. Epinosis is metabolized doctrine in your soul. In other words, it goes from just your head to your living. And when it starts coming out in your living, right, you get to see the word in action. And here's the other thing you get to do. You get to take God at his word. You got it? Huh? Oh, man, see that devil. He's a trip. I ain't worried about him. Look what he said. Look what he said. He says, your continents, uh, you have the internet? Go to Bible Hub real quick. Okay, look, it says, if you do well, verse 7, if you have your Bible, be your kindness will be lifted up. And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at your door, right? And it's desire is for, for you, but you must master it. Look at verse 8. Cain told Abel his brother. You know, you know, what, I, you know, what, I, you know what I thought about right there? <laughs> what did Cain tell his brother? You see, people who are not doing well will try to get you to come down to where they are. And nine times out of ten, it's your own family members that's trying to call you down and get you out in the field to kill you. Because they see your blessing and they are jealous. They are envious. Better watch out. You got some haters coming. Guess what? Oh, you own a company now? Yeah, okay. Watch. They're going to hate on you, but you can't come down. Keep doing 
well. Don't let anybody convince you you're giving all your money to that church. You don't know the story. If you only understand that when I got to that church, I had nothing. I didn't know whether I was going or coming. And even if I had something, guess what? I still had no peace. But oh, when I met Jesus. Come on, somebody. When I surrendered my life totally to him, he began to change things in my life. Cain told Abel, his brother, and it came about when they were in the field. What did Cain tell, tell, what did he tell Abel? God said, man, if I do right, man, you know, uh, you know, (laughs) you know, you know. I mean, what you doing? Tell me what you doing. Well, let me tell you what I'm doing, Abel. I mean, Cain, let me tell you what I'm doing, man. Everything I get, I gave him my first. And so he's spilling the beans on him, right? Trying to witness to him. And guess what he's doing? He's getting mad. You ever see people get, I can see people get mad about giving. Just angry. You're angry because I'm blessed. I'm just telling you the principle. You're upset at me. Why are you upset at me? All I'm doing is doing what I'm supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? But you're angry at me, right? But watch what he says. He says, verse 8, verse 8. What does he say? And Cain told Abel's brother, and it came about when they were in the field that Cain rose up with all that anger and with all that sin. And listen, sin will cause you to do some crazy stuff, y'all. And us is against Abel. You're going to take your car note and you're going to spend it on something else. You're going to take your house note. You're going to spend it on something else. And guess what? You're killing yourself. Because you didn't put God first. Look what he did. He rose up against Abel, his brother. And what did he do? Now watch his attitude. Watch this. Come on down for me. Watch his attitude, man. His attitude is terrible. Then the Lord said to Cain, where's Abel, your brother? Not like God didn't know. Look, what, look, 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 look at his attitude. Watch this. I promise you he's your brother. Watch this. And he said, I don't know. That's exactly in the Hebrew. That's, that's the grammatical structure that he used. He said, I don't know. You know, I I often say to myself, seriously, if I was God, I wouldn't put none of this in the Bible. Because I want people to stay. I don't want people to go. (laughs) But the truth be told, some of us, we got this kind of attitude right here. He says, am I my brother's keeper? Now, a lot of people use this, I'm my brother's keeper. But did you read the context of what he's saying? Everybody quote, I'm my brother's keeper. But did you kill your brother? Was you denying what God was asking you? That's what I'm my brother's keeper is all about. In context. He says, am I my brother's keeper? He said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's what? Blood is crying to me from the ground. Now you are what? Hey, I've seen that before. You are what? You're cursed because you didn't do well. He killed his brother because his brother was blessed. He says his blood. He says now you are cursed from the ground which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you cultivate the ground, it would no longer what? You want to know why it's life every time you try something and fail? The ground is cursed under you until you and I repent. Listen, the solution to sin is Jesus. He says, when you go to till that ground, Nothing will happen. Watch what he says. And when you cultivate the ground, it will no longer yield its strength to you. You will be a what? A a bum. And a what? And a wanderer on the earth. Listen, there are a lot of people. That's all they're doing. They're bums. 
and they're just wandering around in life. They, they start something, don't finish. They start, they can't finish. They're just wandering from place to place, job to job. Why? Because they will not do what? Well. Look what he says. He says, you will wander. Watch this. On the earth, Cain said to the Lord, my punishment is too great. See, this is what we do after we mess up. First of all, you got the warning, right? Now you went all the way in, right? And you messed up, but now you want to dictate your punishment. You want to negotiate your punishment. You messed up. You had an opportunity to escape. The Bible says there's no temptation which is common to man, but God with the temptation will give you a way of escape. God will use the trial to open a door for you to run out if you do well. Watch this, watch this. Watch what he says. He says, he says, he says, what he said, behold, you have driven me. Let me say, he says, too, what do you mean it's too great to bear? Did you understand what I told you before? No, you ignored me. Watch what he says. Behold, you have driven me this day from the face of the ground, and from your face I will be hidden. And I, yet now he's having a pity party. Now he's repeating back to God what God had initiated on him. That's what we do. Yeah, okay then. I'm a bum. I'm going to be a bum all my life. I'm, I'm just, you know what? I ain't going to be nothing no more. You know, listen, can I ask you a question? You want a pity party, all right? Boo, we love you. We love you. It's okay. It's all right. You know, but the God is merciful. You see, here's the thing. Here's the thing now. If there's a curse in your family, if your, if your field is cursed, if your ground is cursed, you can turn that thing around. That's why Jesus went to the cross. But you have to make up in your mind. What I have belongs to God. Why did, why did Abel have such a heart? He had that heart because he understood who God is. And he respected God. Every time you neglect your responsibility to the kingdom of God, something goes lacking. Do you know that? Somebody's not being paid. Some bill got to be. Listen, you know what, what's embarrassing for me? <laughs> when I got to call the light company or the phone company and say, hey, you know what? I need an extension. And, and, and look, on the bill it says, where are you calling from? Vision Church. And they're like, oh, sure, we'll, we'll help you out. But we carry Christ's his name. But we have to negotiate with people to say we can't pay a bill. Well, that's embarrassing, boy. And, and then what you just said. When the pastor isn't paid. He labors, he sweats, he come in here, he studies. If I go across the country, get learned, come back, you know what I mean? All these other stuff, but he's not paid. That shouldn't even happen. Here's what, here's what, here's what I, is a passage of scripture in the Old Testament. It said, Solomon said, no, David said this. David said, man, hold on. Why should my house be better than God's house? He said, no way. No way. It ain't happening. Watch this. Watch this. So the Lord said, so the Lord said, now, look, you know, God, God, you know, God, you know, look what he said. Look, now, look, now watch this. He got suicidal on God. Watch this. Well, you know, you know, listen, you know what this is? This is mind games. This is what I call mind games. Pity parties. My kids do this stuff. Watch this. <laughs> okay, you going to whoop me? Okay, fine. <laughs> Didn't whoop me. You know, you know. watch this, watch, watch this, watch this. Oh yeah, you want me to whoop you? I will whoop you. No, so, let me say, he says, now watch, watch, you got to watch the psychology in the text. All right. So when I teach counseling, I use this for manipulators. I use this passage to show how manipulators are. Watch this. They repeat what you say, 
but they're saying it from a position of, oh, woe is me. All right, then, if you're going to do this to me, fine. Watch this, watch this. And I will be a vagrant and a wanderer on the earth, but you could have done well. And whosoever find me, Now, did God say that about him? So what did he do? He added to his punishment. He said, I'd rather be dead now. When they find me, kill me. That's it. Just kill me. Just take my life then. You know what? Fine. Fine. Take my life. (laughs) This is funny because this is what we do. You know what I mean? We're struggling. Fine. Fine then. Okay, fine. I'm going to give my tithes. Fine. Okay, you said it. Okay, I'm going to give the whole time. I'm going to give peace of time. I'm going to give the whole time then. then fine. <laughs> Look what God said. God said this. This is what God he said. Okay. So the Lord said to him, therefore, whosoever kills Cain, watch this, watch this, vengeance will be taken on him sevenfold. So what I want to show you is something, is this. Just because you don't feel like nothing doesn't mean you're not something in God's eyes. And even when you mess up, come on somebody, he's graceful enough to give you a second chance. But the question I have for you is how long will you keep repeating the same thing over and over again and putting yourself in a pity party when you ought to be a have a praise party because you know what God can do in your life. Watch this. Watch this. He said, okay. And so the Lord, what appointed a sign for Cain so that no one finding him will slay him. How do you go from being blessed to being a bum? That's how you go from being blessed to being a bum. And you can decide how you want to live. But God says, if you do well. Go to that Matthew 6 for me. And I'm closing. I'm done. I'm full now. I'm... And go to verse 31. See, this is what our problem is right here. So he says, do not what? Now click on the word worry for me. Yeah, you go. There you go. Nice. So yeah, the devil is a lie. The word is maramareno, maramaneo in the Greek. And the word means, keep going. It's going on down. Watch this now. Watch this now. See, a lot of us, we care, but we care too much. We care to the point. See, worries really care, but it's care to the point where it drives you sick. It makes you sick. See, so look what the word means. The word means... I am what? The word means I am what? Over anxious. I am anxious about or what? And oftentimes what happens to us, we are so distracted by so many things that we miss the fact that God can take care of you. Look what he says here. He says, do not worry then saying what you will what? Eat or what you will what? We will what? Drink. Or what we will what? Will we what? Wear for clothing. And isn't that what we're all anxious about? Our house, food, and clothes. He says, for what? Verse 32. For the what? For the Gentiles. Where we at? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things. So what we have to stop doing is thinking like Gentiles. Even though we are Gentiles saved by grace. But Gentiles are worldly people. Worldly people only consume themselves with thinking about how we're going to make it all day long. But look what he says. He says, he says, for, he says, for the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things. For what? Your heavenly father knows that you what? That you need all these things. But seek first his kingdom. Don't make your own kingdom. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And what things? 
food, clothing, shelter, and everything else will be added to you. You want to know why I know it's going to work out? Because my heavenly father knows what I need. Give God a hand clap of praise.